Bleak Expectations by Mark Evans, Volume 3, Chapter the Sixth, Lives Lost, Ruined, Wrecked and Redeemed. Well, I am enragificated and peeved to the max. Have you seen a woman trying to vote, sir? Good Lord, no. <laughs> my daughter and idiot-in-law are due, and apparently my grandson is not with them. Your daughter and idiot-in-law, sir? Where is my grandson? Well, as he is now six months old, the laws of Victorian childhood demand he join the army for a short period. <laughs> a good regiment. As an infant, he has joined the infantry. <laughs> Royal Baby Brigade. Their tactics include dribbling on the enemy and ruining their sleep. But we have news to cheer you. France has evaporated? <laughs> no, but I have finally admitted that I am a device-aholic. I have joined Device-aholics Anonymous and I'm following their one-step program. Which is? Get rid of all your devices. <laughs> Look outside. That massive machine in the garden is the Patented device-destroying device. My other devices have been placed within, and it shall now crush them. And then dissolve them in acid. And it is done. I'm amazed it hasn't exploded. It has exploded. It is set fire to the nearby buildings. Oh, let us hope the fire does not spread. Oh, no, it is unlikely, for those buildings are only Mr. Frobisher's kindling emporium, <laughs> the National Straw Museum, <laughs> and the Royal Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Dynamite. You have started the eighth great fire of London. Our priorities are clear. We must save ourselves. As soon as I've told the last chapter, of my story. Last time, you heard how I was trapped in space with my undead ex-guardian, Mr. Gently Benevolent, and how I came to comprehend the source of his evil. Yet, on our return to Earth, he had performed his most evil act yet by killing my best friend, Harry Biscuit. You monster! You shall pay for this! <laughs> You may send me a bill of revenge or a moral invoice, but I shall put it at the bottom of my in-tray and never get round to paying it. He died saving me. In vain, for soon you will die too, when my special evil plans bear fruit like a malevolent gooseberry bush. What plans? I'm not falling for that old you-ask-me-I-tell-you-you-foil-me trick again. At least give me a clue. Oh, all right. French and English articles confused with vile dry Edam for a wicked force lacking true life. 464. Cryptic crossword glue, you fiend. I can only do the easy ones. Its solution is the way I shall conquer the world. <laughs> and he was gone. The sun sank low as if in Harry's honor. Long shadows of wretchedness settled over us and I wept. And the shadow lengthened further when I broke the news to his wife, my sister Pippa. Non protest. Harry mortuus est lacrimosa maximasum. What? <laughs> Dear husband Pip, she is talking grief Latin. <laughs> Omne gaudium fugit. And then the dread day of Harry's funeral dawned. 
The mournful procession moved through London, his coffin pulled by a phalanx of his beloved swans. Perhaps if we put the coffin on wheels. Good idea, dear wife. Freiter Stultus. What was that, Pippa? Nihil, nihil. Along the route, I had had the pavements, roads and houses painted black. I had tried having the mourners also painted black, but it just looked dreadfully racist. <laughs> Finally, the cortege reached London's foremost funeral church, St. Miserables. But, oh, bitter irony. Its incumbent was one Bishop Righteous Whackwallop, <laughs> whose family were allies of Mr. Benevolence. So we bid farewell to Harry Biscuit, whose passing is a tragic loss. Not. <laughs> now we shall sing hymn number 127, Oh Happy Day. <laughs> the inappropriate service over, we prepared to inter Harry in the Biscuit family mausoleum, a massive tin separated into different compartments. <laughs> Harry had once designed an automatic coffin burying machine, and it seemed only right that he be laid to rest by one of his own inventions. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, Biscuit's death was hilarious. <laughs> right, pull the lever, bin. The machine fired the coffin at the mausoleum and missed it completely. Instead, hitting the church spire, which plunged downwards and right through Bishop Whackwallop. Oh, oh, I'm become a bishop kebab. <laughs> Meanwhile, the coffin continued its trajectory, glancing off the church bells and then rebounding into a piano shop, catapulting Harry's body out of the coffin through the window of a bakery and face first into a display of cakes, tarts and pastries. It was what he would have wanted. <laughs> We returned home to grieve, putting up a sign saying, Warning, Mourning. <laughs> Pippa had a small choir to sing mournful music to her. My wife ripely started an enormous, completely black tapestry, and I sat staring into a fire with forehead so furrowed I could lick my own hair. <laughs> then, after several weeks, we received... An unexpected visitor. Can we not mourn poor Harry in peace? I shall answer it. Hello, Pip Bin. Harry. <laughs> you were dead. Yes, I was, but now I'm undead. How? Well, I had been dead for a bit, which was rubbish, by the way. <laughs> then someone came along, gave me the dark power of undeadness, and here I am. What someone? Mr. Benevolent. So, how are you? Did you say Mr. Benevolent? Maybe. Why would he do such a thing? Oh, no reason. Oh, which reminds me, I am evil now. <laughs> Harry, you could never be evil. Oh, I could. See your favourite vase? That is how evil I am. I'll pay for it, obviously. <laughs> oh, Freighter, quit facades. Hello, old girl. Harry, yes. Gaudium! I, I mean, joy! <laughs> Quiet, I need you no more. All right, cheers, love. <laughs> Harry, 
Is it really you? Yes, though slightly undead and completely evil. This morning, a dog wanted me to tickle his tummy, and I only did it for a little bit. <laughs> that is how evil I am. That does not sound dreadfully evil. Well, what about this, then? Ow! Harry, you have knocked dear Pip unconscious. Sorry, only I came here to kidnap him for Mr Benevolent. <laughs> the evil laugh needs more work, I think. Some hours later, I awoke in a cold, dank cave. On the wall was a sign saying, you don't have to be evil to work here, but you do. <laughs> this must be Mr Benevolent's evil lair. Well kidnapped, Harry Biscuit. Thanks, boss. You fiend! You have corrupted Harry. Not just him, Pip-Bin. Hello, dear brother. To stay with my Harry, I too have become evil. Mr. Benevolent has made me his evil head of catering. <laughs> How evil can that be? I make sandwiches and do not use quite enough filling. <laughs> Gosh, you really nailed the laugh. Now, leave us. Why am I here, Mr. Benevolent? Remember the clue I gave you as to how I was going to conquer the world? French and English articles confused with vile, dry Edam for a wicked force lacking true life. Meaningless. Well, let's work it out. French and English articles un and a. Confused with obviously means an anagram, so it's an anagram of un, a and vile, dry Edam. You fiend. You are going to use my dried navel to take over the world. <laughs> That would be incredibly weird. Unmade liver dye? Oh, forget it. He led me outside, where I saw a terrifying sight. Behold, my evil undead army. I nearly got that! Hordes of undead stood in ranks, swaying in the moonlight. <laughs> that noise! They're so glad not to be dead anymore, they keep going out drinking to celebrate. <laughs> They are perpetually hungover. Also perpetually hungry. For hangover-busting fry-ups? No, they crave human brains. Now, time for a little demonstration. I believe you know my undead padre, Bishop Whackwallop. Pippin, I have a score to settle with you. Revenge can wait, Bishop. First, Pippin, watch as I shoot my padre. What? Ah! Mm, right in the cassocks. <laughs> then run him through with a sword. Oh! I am dying, is what I should be saying, but actually I'm fine. Then you are indestructible. The next full moon is the anniversary of my death. That night, my indestructible army shall march on Parliament. The British Empire will fall, and therefore all human civilization will end. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> they locked me in Mr. Benevolent's evil office at the back of a cupboard next to a rancid bag of forgotten sports kit. Eventually, I passed out again. Dear Pip. Ripley, why are you here? Rescuing you, dear husband. Now, let us flee. After I have searched Mr. Benevolent's office, there may be something we can use against him. I started with his in-tray. At the bottom, as he had promised, was the unpaid moral invoice I'd sent for Harry's death. I shall have to send him a reminder. Wait, what is this? A locket. Inside is a miniature painting of Miss Sweetly Delightful. Mr Benevolent's one-time sweetheart. Her loss drove him to evil. Yet he kept this picture. And smell it. Oh, it smells of kisses. He must still love her. If we found her, maybe she could de-evil him. 
That locket unlocked hope in me. But alas, not for long. Uh, uh, oh, goody brains for supper. <laughs> oh, they're organic. You know, you can really taste the difference. <laughs> no. Middle class, undead. <laughs> I know a super recipe for brains with polenta. Do not worry, dear husband. I have my trusty parasol. Dear Ripley, how can a parasol possibly... Oh! Oh, my God. You shoved your parasol through that undead's eye and then opened it inside his head. (laughs) That is just about the worst thing I have ever seen. But he is now... Dead. I thought they were invincible. Oh, nonsense. Everyone knows the nursery rhyme. Undead Georgie felt no pain till Isabel destroyed his brain. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> kind of a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Is that... We hastened to London to alert the authorities. Plans were set in motion. The army was mobilised while Ripley and I sought Miss Sweetly Delightful. If she is as kind as Mr Benevolent said, there is only one place to look. Old Tulkington's massive leather almanac of nice niceness and nicitude. There is nothing under delightful. Then we are doomed. Wait! Did she not marry? Of course. And Mr Tenderly Wonderful. And under the Married Woman's Pleasantness Act, her nicenessness will be listed under his name. Oh, it is! place of loveliness is registered as being the charitable home for ill, poor, orphan, talentless, boring children. (laughs) This was isolated deep in the countryside, for so wretched were its residents that upon seeing them, most normal people would have cried themselves to death. The poor children. That one has a cough. No money. No parents. He cannot juggle. And I look at him and I just want to yawn. (laughs) Truly, he is ill, poor, orphaned, talentless, and boring. (laughs) Child, where might we find Miss Sweetly Delightful? The child pointed boringly into the woods. It was still winter, yet one part of them blossomed and flourished as if it was summer. She is so good, mister, that she can make things grow and ripen with her love. (gasps) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) We followed the unseasonal flowering path to a clearing where a weeping woman sat surrounded by woodland creatures. She is so sad. See her weep. (laughs) And see the animals weep with and for her. delightful? I am. Until recently, I was sweetly wonderful. Alas, my husband died. He was working with cholera-stricken children, licking them better. (laughs) Does that work? And is it not a tiny bit dodgy? (laughs) Eventually, he died of dehydration and a sprained tongue. Excellent. You are single. I fled here to grieve. Oh, but I'm so selfish. I should be helping others, not indulging my own weak emotions. This self-regarding piety is making me feel sick. Madam, we need your help to save the world. But I cannot save the world. Only God can do that, and I do not set myself above him. For if you set yourself above God, you can see his bald patch, and it makes him tetchy. (laughs) 
Do you remember Gently Benevolent? My lost love. Alas, dead these many years. Well, actually, he's undead, evil, and about to conquer the world. That's unusual news. <laughs> How did this happen? It's the old story. You married another. He went all evil. I killed him. He came back. <laughs> I killed him again. He came back again. Yada, yada, yada. But I believe... There is still good in him. Then it is my fault. Let me come with you and I shall release his remaining goodness and save mankind. Ugh. I actually did do a tiny little bit of sick in my mouth then. We had eight days to make it to London before the full moon of Mr. Benevolent's attack. Our progress was rapid for about two minutes. Stop. A badger with a cold. I must tend to it. <laughs> After a period of badger nursing, we travelled swiftly on for about a minute this time. No, a wheezy weasel. I must help. This woman of perfect kindness helped every sick animal she saw. A rabbit with a cold sore, a chicken with intimacy issues, a snake with a fear of snakes. As the days passed, we desperately tried to persuade her to move faster. But I must help this worm with a bruise. <laughs> Surely the fate of millions of people is worth more than one bruised worm. What does it matter if we save ten million men if one worm suffers? She no longer makes me sick. Now I just want to punch her. <laughs> Eventually, it was the day of the full moon, and we were still ten miles from London. I will tell the army help is coming. Ripley, you stay with Sweetly and hurry her along. Oh, do not leave me with little Miss Pious Puke Puke. Sorry, dearest. Look, an ant with a blister. Bloody hell. <laughs> the army was commanded by one of Britain's greatest generals, the Duke of Chelsea, the Duke of Wellington's fiercest rival. My boots are far superior to his. And my bun beats his beef any day. And tonight I shall defeat an evil undead army, which he has never done. Sir, your men must aim for the head to destroy the brain. Mr Bin, to go into battle, the British soldier has to be incredibly drunk. Aiming is out of the question. <laughs> then let us hope Miss Sweetly Delightful arrives in time to stop the war. Coward, eh? As the moon fattened like a greedy piglet sucking on a compressed air hose... <laughs> There was no sign of Ripley and Sweetly, and Mr. Benevolent's permanently hungover army was approaching. Evening, Pippin. Ready to die screaming. We might have you drowned in the tears of sad puppies, or rubbed to death with a particularly rough towel, or just shot with a guitar. Evil will not prevail. But it will, Pippin, with the aid of my amazing inventions. Harry. Still evil. Recently, I told a man his tie was horrid, even though it was actually quite nice. That is how evil I am. Oh, and I bit a man's face off. What? I don't really want to talk about it. I'll just set things up. Anyone for tea and biscuits while we wait? Thank you, dear Sister Pippa. Ah, this tea has only one sugar when you know I like two. Yes, that is how evil I am. <laughs> but worse was to come as Harry unveiled his evil inventions. I had but one comfort. On past form, they were bound to be rubbish. <laughs> See my first weapon, a huge vehicle armoured with impregnable almond paste. Behold, my Marzipanzer. 
Alas, it was not rubbish. The immense, unstoppable machine drove straight at the drunken British troops. No, it's like being run over by a giant motorized cake. Ah! Cripes. Now behold my second invention, swans. <laughs> well, these definitely won't work. But I was wrong. I watched in horror as the swans moved among the soldiers, breaking their arms and cruelly mating with them for life. <laughs> my arm hurts and now I'm married to a swan. <laughs> sorry. I mean, not sorry, because I'm evil now. But there was a look on Harry's face that said he was sorry. Oh, dear, Pitbin. I tried deliberately to make my inventions rubbish, but it doesn't seem to have worked. All part of my plan. Huh? I knew that if an idiot like you tried to make rubbish inventions, they would inevitably come out brilliantly. Oops-a-doopsie-doo! <laughs> Let the totally one-sided thrashing masquerading as war begin. Excellent. Shall we toss? You call. Heads. Heads it is. Then we'll kick off. But we'll have that end. As the mighty armies swapped ends, I feared the worst. <laughs> Our only hope was benevolent lost love. And of her, there was no sign. On my signal, unleash hell. <laughs> that was my signal. <laughs> oh, so sorry, sorry. Mr. Benevolent had gone with a classic formation of 4,000, 4,000, 2,000, whereas the Duke was packing the defence and had just one man up front. Who <laughs> lasted exactly 1.7 seconds. Then the undead advanced on the remaining British troops, and all was evil swans and motorised cakes and blood and brains and biting. The British army was going downhill quicker than a fat man on a sledge chasing a scotchet. <laughs> Defeat was only minutes away when into the bloody frenzy there came a carriage. Oh, I do hate pitch invasions. Outstepped ripely, seemingly alone. But then she pulled a large sack from the carriage and tipped its contents onto the ground. Oh, I forgive you. <laughs> you put her in a sack? I just sort of snapped when she insisted on giving a massage to a mosquito that had put its back out. <laughs> Gently, it is me, sweetly. Benevolent heard her. He turned. He saw her. He paled, which was no mean feat as he was already undead. <laughs> sweetly, why... What, what are you... How did... When, when you... Whither shall... When he was to fall... <laughs> Gently, cease this war But I am evil now Let the goodness in you emerge There is none I do not believe you At this she advanced on him Her hands stretched out in front of her pleadingly No, do not touch me Dear, gently I am not dear I am not gently I am evil And I am benevolent Let me kiss you Right, the war's over <laughs> Turns out there was loads of goodness left in me. Her kisses brought it out, and now, rather than evil world domination, I'd quite like a cuddle and a nap. <laughs> but what about killing Pitpin? Oh, let it go, Bishop. He's not that bad. But I want him dead. I want him squashed by an elephant who's been on a diet, so it takes ages. <laughs> I want... A hug. You want a hug, and I shall give you one. I feel weird. <laughs> oh, look, a butterfly. 
Now listen, everyone. Seek peace, not war. Help others. Do not fight them. Still incredibly punchable. <laughs> At Sweetly's words, the armies laid down their weapons. Harumble! Britain is saved! You are evil no more, Harry. Oh, gosh, no, Pitbin. It was horrid. Brains taste funny. And what about you, dear sister? I'm not sure. It really feels like I'm just getting the hang of it. <laughs> but one person was certainly now unevil, Mr. Benevolent. The massed armies watched as he knelt on one knee. Sweetly, will you marry me? Oh, gently, I will. Bishop Wackwell, would you weddingize us here and now? Nothing would give me greater pleasure. Apart from maybe a lovely ice cream or a happy dog licking my face. <laughs> Let us go on honeymoon, and when we return, I shall make amends for all the evil I have done. Harumble for the newly married benevolence! There was one more happy event. My reward for saving Britain was a knighthood. In celebration, Ripley and I retrieved our children from the magic wardrobe through which we had sent them to be educated. <laughs> It is a dead lion. <laughs> I knelt before the queen, head bowed. But as she raised the knighting sword, two familiar figures entered. Mr. and Mrs. Benevolent, you have come to see me knighted. Uh, sort of. Actually, I'm sorry about this, Pibbin. Oh, shut up, gently. Sweetly, you sound different. That is because I am now evil. What? On honeymoon, Gently told me about his evil doings, and I thought, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and now it's time for evil fun. I've already punched a kitten, and it was brilliant. <laughs> but why are you here? Gently, read my evil to-do list. Yes, dear. One, punch a kitten. Done that, take it off. Yes, dear, sorry. <laughs> Two, kidnap the queen. Three, pick up evil dry cleaning. Evil accomplices, seize the queen. At her command, two more familiar figures entered. Bishop Wackwallop. No, but he's my cousin. I'm Mr. Harsh Smacker. <laughs> I and my five brothers serve the benevolence, particularly Mrs. B. She's well hot. The other figure was more disturbing. Pippa, what are you doing? I'm giving the evil thing a proper go. Sweetly's promoted me to head of evil stationery. This post-it note will not stick. They dragged the queen out. Get off, I'm the queen. <laughs> Sorry about this, Pip-Bin. Oh, don't be so pathetic, gently. Do not worry, Pip-Bin, for I shall build an anti-kidnapping-the-queen device and a Pippa de-eviling machine. <laughs> hmm, I shall need more swans. <laughs> but Harry's words brought no comfort. I thought we had conquered evil, but alas, it had risen again like an over-yeasted bread dough. Could we rescue the queen? Could we redeem Pippa? Or would we be forced to eat the bats of evil forever? <laughs> Good grief. Mr. Benevolent, now nice but married to an evil woman. What happened next? And that is for later. For I must now depart on a year-long trip killing rare and attractive animals. But when I return, you will hear how the Benevolent's evil clouded the land like a malicious cumulonimbus, bearing the drizzle of fear and the sleet of despair. And how, despite my invention of exploding milk and my discovery of the tangerine-flavored chicken, <laughs> there were times when Britain's expectations seemed bleak. Indeed.
Bleak Expectations was written by Mark Evans and starred Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as Mr Benevolent, James Barkman as Harry Biscuit, Geoffrey Whitehead as Bishop Wackwallop, Sarah Hadland as Ripley and Lily, Susie Kane as Pippa, Raquel Cassidy as Sweetly Delightful, and Mark Evans as Sundry Undead Gentleman and the Duke of Chelsea. The producer was Gareth Edwards.